School right here in Traverse City, Michigan. Originally founded in 2006, this is their 17th season. Meeting with first robotics. Welcome back to Tuesday Talks with Team 1711. We have so much to talk about. Last weekend, our team attended our Week 6 competition and finished undefeated. After qualifications, we were the number one seed and made it through the playoffs as the winners of the entire thing. Additionally, our chairman's team did an amazing job and won the chairman's award, which, although we definitely had enough points to make it anyway, automatically got us to the state competition. First, we're going to talk with Miles and Andrew, members of the drive team, and Cody, our strategy lead, all at the forefront of the action this weekend. Welcome to the podcast, guys. First of all, what was each of your favorite parts about the competition? Uh, definitely the winning part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, being able to outmaneuver those defense spots yeah. with our great sword. Drive. Mine was the satisfaction of reaching the traversal bar. That's a good one. Yeah, that was... It was actually like almost surprising to me how much even like the parents and like everybody in the audience, like even the little kids, latched on to that highest bar and knew that when we got in there, you were supposed to scream. Yeah. And the energy in the stands was just amazing every time you guys did that. What was an unforeseen difficulty that you guys faced? I did not expect how many every bots there would be and how like difficult it would have been to score points without a good alliance partners and a good strategy yeah um yeah as miles said the field this year it was a little tough uh if we didn't get cadillac as our uh first pick uh i don't know what we would have done um kind of on that same thread how did you decide which teams to choose the alliance process <laughs> Um, our, I'm sure it's a long process, but. our first pick was, uh, obviously it was the Cadillac connectors mm -hmm. and we chose them because they were the, uh, high scoring team, uh, there we were the second high scoring team. So it just kind of like seemed like a match made in heaven. And so, uh, we went over there and asked them since they were the second ranking team and they said that they were happy to be in our Alliance. Plus we had been in Alliance with them during week one. So we already had experience working with them. For our second pick, we just wanted uh, excellent defense. And so uh, Blood, Sweat, and Gears was really just the obvious choice there. Uh, earlier in the quals, they had really tossed us around, and they would not budge no matter how hard we pushed. And so they seemed like the obvious cho uh, choice for a defense bot. That's great, and that you got both of them, too. Mm -hmm. um, can you give us an overview for our listeners of what you do for strategy at the competitions and to prepare? I talked to uh, both of the uh, alliance partners that we are going to be or with in our next match. And um, typically, we want to follow a strategy of two scorers and one bot playing defense. Um, typically, you will use uh, previous match stats as a reference and have whoever has been scoring more uh, play as your scorers and whoever has been scoring least play as your defense. Um, and then you'll also want to look at your uh, opposing alliance as you want to pick usually one uh, team on the opposing alliance that has been doing the best there and then kind of 
sick your defense bot on them. And is there a lot of, is there constant communication when you're kind of like driving and, and back there during the competition or is it more beforehand you kind of plan everything? I usually plan everything with uh, our uh, friendly alliances, our friendly teams beforehand. Uh, and then there is still constant communication during the matches. Uh, as the drive coach, it's my job to go over and talk to the other drive coaches during the matches, make sure that they're doing what uh, the strategy says they're supposed to be doing. If there's any last minute changes that need to be made, uh, that will happen. Um, I'll constantly be talking to Miles and Andrew too. I, uh, it's usually my job to point out where the balls are and make sure that we're not just like laser locked on one ball that's rolling across the field. During the competition, did you guys at all feel like a turning point where you sort of felt like you knew that we could win or did you stay pretty neutral throughout? I feel like, I feel like it was pretty neutral the whole time. Like, can you guys pick out any turning points? Because I, I feel like the whole time it was like smooth. I feel like um, I honestly didn't come in with that creative expectations. We didn't do very well at Calvin, or I guess we didn't do as well as we had hoped at Calvin. And so about the fourth or fifth match where we got four ranking points straight is kind of where I got my confidence. And I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to win. Uh, for me, it was definitely at the end of the day one where I looked over at the scoreboard and I saw that we were eight and zero with an average of 3.7 ranking points, which is just amazing in a way that we were able to get four ranking points every single game. Mm -hmm. And just from that point, I knew that we couldn't really be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what improvements, if any, do you guys plan to make to strategy, drive team, anything before you go to States? Well, I know that at States, the competition is going to be a lot more stiff and there will be plenty of matches where, uh, unlike TC, we won't be the top scoring robot on the team. And so in a lot of cases, we're going to have to listen to the bigger uh, player there. And there might even be matches near the end where we might have to play as the defense bot. I think we just have to be open to do whatever we need to do to make sure that your lines wins. Cool. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add? One thing I want to talk about is, uh, so there's one thing that we are planning to change out of the robot, and that's the color of the hooks that hold the things down. Because that way, I didn't see that the one time when uh, we were going to climb, I couldn't see that one was still latched. So I was trying to bring the hooks up, and only one was going up. And then I knew what was going on. So I had that after finally getting the hook off, I had like, 15 seconds to climb and it was like literally as the buzzer rang that we hit the traversal bar and like that gave everyone a heart attack yeah. i'm gonna try not to do stuff like that in the future unless we absolutely have to we're, we're probably gonna fix the whole problem but yeah i still thought it was super impressive that you guys cut down the time so much because it seemed like at the beginning you guys took a lot of time to climb and then progressively it became like shorter and shorter throughout. And that was very cool. Uh, back at Kelvin, we were usually leaving the climb at about 45 to 40 seconds left. And at TC, I tried to cut that down to 30. And in some cases, as Andrew said, we were climbing with even like 20 to 15 seconds left. What did it mean to you guys to win? Like so completely just do, just crush it. Uh, 
it was awesome. Like, <laughs> like we made history. We won. We've won competitions before, and we've won chairmans before, but we've never won both at the same time. So and we made history. I know I can say this for both myself and Andrew, but this is both our first uh, competition that we've won. Um, and that feeling is amazing, and especially since we can say we didn't lose a single match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That really fills me with a feeling of pride, especially in my partners. I mean, I was just extremely happy that we even won at the uh, Traverse City meet. And just doing that as our home meet, in a way, is just really shows everybody that we're here to win. Yeah. And especially since we beat West, who was the host. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I feel like that win definitely caught the attention of some people because I so I wore my uh, Raptors hat today in the hallway, and there, there, there were some people occasionally like coming in high five with me because they had like that good job and stuff. Because they definitely made a big deal out of it on the announcement. Yeah, yeah, I that's yeah. the recognition is a really I think important compliment because yeah. it gets a nice feeling like the team is more separated from the school, you know, mm -hmm. and also just like us, like the robotics team is not going to get as much attention as like the football team. But it, it is great every time that like teachers and, and fellow students know what's going on because. Thank you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us. First, we'll be speaking with Sage and Grady, our captains who wrote the essay for the Woody Flowers Award, and Jeremiah Steve, one of our mentors and the winner of the Woody Flowers Award. Welcome to the show, guys. First of all, Grady and Sage, can you provide our listeners with some background on Woody Flowers? Woody Flowers is, a, is um, the team nominates one of our mentors, and then we write an essay about them and don't kick the wire. It, it's about our the, the best mentor that best like exemplifies first values and Woody Flowers, who was one of the first founders. Okay, and then how, why did you choose Jeremiah? How does he exhibit the positive qualities that the judges look for? We chose Jeremiah because despite being a new mentor of the team in the last couple of years, uh, he's always willing to do whatever he can to get us to where we want to be, even if it means dropping everything and doing all kinds of crazy stuff for us. So we really appreciate that. He's also dedicated himself to the whole team and not just the tech team, even though that's what he mentors in. So like he's had a lot of ideas for non-tech and safety, which is really exciting because a lot of mentors tend to just like stick to the part of the team that they mentored. Jeremiah, did you know that you were nominated for Woody Flowers? I did not. It was definitely a surprise. Okay. Is that how it normally is set up if it's a secret? I, I don't know. I think it's a yeah. student. Um, so it's it is designed that way. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty Didn't cool. somebody blow it like five minutes before? The um, Mr. Skodak walked up to me and told me at the pit, and it was just <laughs> myself and a couple of the other mentors, and I, I did tear up a little bit. I didn't know I was going to do that, but it happened um, right before the actual opening ceremony. So, yeah. I well, I guess, what did the recommendation mean to you? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was definitely unexpected. I, it was one of those things that I think we have such a good mentor group right now that, um, you know, I did, I feel like it was, it was awesome that I was recognized, but also we have such a cool um, diversity amongst our mentor team and different skills and strengths that, um, you know, all of us really could have, you know, been, been nominated as well. And so I, I tried to think of it that way. It's, it was like all of us, you know, up there. And it was, it was awesome. I was, it was really cool that you guys did that. So. What are your plans going forwards with Team 1711? 
Well, I think I'm definitely here a while. Um, my son, Andrew, is a, only a sophomore currently, and then my daughter wants to join the team, and she's only a seventh grader. I think that signs me up for the better better part of a decade. <laughs> yeah, you're here so, for I'm going to try to recruit some more people in. Um, Jen and Paul have been just great stewards of the team, and so I hope to carry that on and recruit in some freshman parents and keep a bunch of people around. So That's yeah, awesome. I think if I can carry on half of what we're doing this year, it'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess on that same thread, are there any like, lessons that you've already taken away from this season being so successful that you kind of want to take forward? Um, yeah, and and successful stuff has been awesome, but I also have learned probably way more from all of our missteps or yeah. you know things you don't know. And I've learned a lot from the other mentors, especially the ones that've been around longer, because every time you think everything's perfect, you know whether it's a robot or something else, things throw us a curveball. So um, I think always being on our toes and then keep trying to move forward. Get better. So, Jeremiah is pretty great. Thank you guys so much. We have our non tech captain and safety lead here with us today. Hi, I love safety. And Sage Brown is going to talk to us about the safety all star award. So, Sage, can you tell us a little bit about what the safety all star award is and what you have to do to win? Yeah, so, um, the biggest letdown this year was that there is no safety award. Instead, they've changed it so that, like, to get any award, you have to be safe, which was, like, even if you don't care about safety, safety, the safety award was really important because that was the only award that you could win with another award. And, like, you want to get awards so that you can get points to, like, go to states and then worlds. Um, but so this year, what they did since they don't have the safety award is they have the safety all-star award. And so you don't win it for points. It's not, like, an official thing. But like all the safety captains want to get it it's like super fun and you get a little pin that's shaped like a star and it says safety all-star and i have two of them now because i won one at calvin and i won one here and so the safety all-star is like um they give you these cards and it says it explains what the award is and it says uh what's your team number and what's your name and who do you want to nominate what's their team number and why do you want to nominate them and so all the safety captains are nominating who they think should win the safety all-star award. And then the safety judges are also like a part of this, the decision, but it's mostly the, sa the safety captains that decide that. Um, so it's really exciting to win because like, it's one thing if the judges think that like, you're the best safety captain, but when, when like everybody else thinks that too, that's like really exciting. Yeah. Um, and I love that like they have the feedback part of it too, because I like knowing like what people like about my safety program. So I know like what I can do to change it and make it even better. I like everything about your safety program. I have to say, I was I was your I guess safety assistant at the beginning, and we were going around handing out the little safety kits to all the different pits. And you can definitely tell the different teams emphasize having a safety captain more than others. Some teams didn't even know who their safety captain was. Yeah. Some safety captains didn't really seem all that into it, I guess. But yeah, you like you definitely had a lot of enthusiasm. You were available to help. You were talking to people who seemed receptive to talk. So. Yeah, it's really interesting because, like, first requires all teams to have, like, a safety manager. But um, there's a lot of teams that, like, have someone at comp who wears the safety pin, but they don't do anything, like, at practices and stuff. Um, it, they just do it, like, for the novelty. But So it's really inter interesting to, like, see how some teams handle safety differently. Um, and I, I just really love going to all the teams. And, like, I love handing out the safety kits because then I get to meet other teams and talk to them about safety. Yeah. And it's really cool to, like, um, the other team – that won the safety all-star at this comp was Boyne City Blaze. And they have like a really cool safety program. I was talking to their safety captain, Hannah, um, and she was showing me like some of the things they do. And it was really cool to like learn about um, what other people do for their safety programs. Yeah, you're not just trying to impress, you're actually trying to like learn to do the things 
Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess aside from the safety kits, and obviously we've talked a lot about our safety program here at Central. Um, what yeah. did you do before and during the competition to help you ensure that you were going to work? Um, during competition, like the biggest thing I do is I just always go and talk to other safety captains. Like I love getting to know them, but I mean, no one's going to nominate you if you're not talking to people because then they don't know who you are. Right. Um, honestly, I think part of the reason I won is just because I hand out the safety kits because then like they see, oh, 1711 does something for safety. Yeah. There's someone we can nominate because there's a lot of people that just like don't make themselves known. Um, there were a couple of times when I wanted to find like a safety captain to give them the kit and they were just never at their pit. I ended yeah. up just like leaving the kit at the pit because I wanted to give them one, but no one was there. Yeah. Um, and then before comp, I guess like just throughout the season doing all of my safety stuff. Um, like for example, everyone on the team is required to be uh, certified to use all the tools in the build room, regardless of if they're on the build team. Um, so I have a record of like everybody's certification for that and like the score they got in the quiz after that. And that is put in a safety binder along with like a bunch of other record stuff I have. Um, and so I have like the safety binder at comp with me. I also have our SDS sheets, which is like every chemical we have and like what to do if someone comes in contact with them. And then I'm also making sure like we have our um, first aid kit and chemical spill kit and fire extinguisher. I bring, I collect like all of those um, over the course of the season and bring those to comp because it's really important to have all that stuff in your pits. Yeah. Is the procedure you go through like right before they're going to go out of the competition that you have the checklist that you go through, is that standard for every team or is that for um, I made a checklist for myself just because I forget stuff all the time. Um, at our first comp, actually, I forgot to bring a fire extinguisher. Oh. Um, but luckily, Grady's mom left like a day later, and so she brought one for me um, on Friday. But yeah. that kind of stressed me out. Um, but yeah, like first in the safety manual, they suggest that you make like a checklist for all your safety stuff, but it's not like a requirement. I just do it to make sure I'm going to remember everything. All of our sub teams actually have, like every lead has a checklist for what they need to bring to comp because okay. a lot of us are pretty forgetful and uh, it's fine for like Traverse City, but then for our away comps, that sucks if we forget something important. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're forget maybe you're forgetful, but maybe you just have a thousand things going through your mind too. Yeah. And I think it's also worth noting that the safety kits, like they're very small and they look kind of simple, but they took hours and hours and hours to make with like yeah. 10 people on the team. So, it's definitely, yeah. you can tell that you're putting a lot yeah. of effort into it. I think the main thing with those is just like we were folding boxes. In the yeah. past, we've done like little plastic bags um, with stuff in them. But everybody that makes a safety kit does that. And I like wanted to do something fun. And I think that the milk carton boxes are super cute. So Definitely really cute. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add about safety? Safety all-star? Competition? Um, Celebrity? <laughs> undefeated safety all-star? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm an undefeated safety all-star. Yeah, awesome. looking forward to compete for it again at States. It'll be exciting. Um, I won't have the safety kits at States because we didn't have time to make more before States. And there's there's so many more teams that go to States than districts, so I wouldn't um, be able to make enough. But I'm looking forward just to like meet other safety captains. I love learning from other teams about their safety programs. It's super fun. Awesome, thank you so much. Thank you. Sage out.
Hey, everybody sit down. Hey, guys, guys, sit, sit. a mentor who assisted our chairman's team and observed the presentation. Can you guys give us a really brief explanation of what the chairman's award is? So chairman's is everything that our team does outside of building the robot. The big thing that we talk about during chairman's is our outreach. Uh, for example, our Super Science Saturday event, which we talked about in a previous episode. Um, but chairman's consists of an essay, summaries, and then we do a presentation with a Q&A session with the judges. And it's the most prestigious award you can get. If you win it at districts, you go to states. If you win it at states, you go to worlds. Oh my gosh. So what were some improvements that you guys made from last time? So uh, we added a section to our presentation about what our team did during the pandemic, both to um, re uh, control the effects of the pandemic on our community, as well as how we assisted team members uh, to stay involved with the team during the pandemic. How did you feel right after your presentation? Were you guys like super pumped or how did you feel it went? I was pumped. Okay. I felt really good about it. The judges had some better questions for us this time than they did at Calvin. That's nice. So that was exciting yeah. because I felt more confident about the Q&A section. Yeah, just because the, the award is more geared towards non-tech, I wasn't able to answer as many of the questions. So I was worried that the judges were going to ding us for me not answering as many of the questions. but. Otherwise, I felt really good about the questions asked and answered in general by our group, um, as well as our presentation. I think we all did really well on the presentation part of it. Yeah. Yeah, just observing the whole presentation, I definitely feel that you guys did an amazing job. And I mean, it says something if the judges continue to ask questions after the presentation time has yeah, that was, uh, been done. That was yeah, the, the timer went off and they said, can we break a rule and ask you one more question? Oh, oh that's nice. awesome. Yeah. And when the judge said that they listened to the podcast, that was a... Yeah, yeah she yeah. said that he listened to every episode. We love you, judge, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was super exciting to hear that. Mm -hmm. um, how did it feel to you guys when you found out that you won? Was there a moment that you knew... Yeah, and then what did it really mean for you guys to the team? I mean, Leilani was counting down the other teams that we knew were contenders as they got other awards and they checked <laughs> off. And as we, after we had gotten our uh, banner for winning the event, we were all standing down. And the last team that we knew was contending for chairmans got a, the other award. And we all looked at each other and were like, oh my God, this is actually happening. And 
I think some of us did, weren't able to contain it as well until after they announced yeah. it. They, they were talking about dinosaurs, and then they said, like, can an extinct species make a podcast? <laughs> and like, I know, mean, it was like, obviously us, but like, even though like we knew because all the other teams had won, like in that moment, it, it was just like so much, and we were all like screaming before they even like said our team name, and four of the judges like looked over at us, yeah. like, what are you doing? Just felt like in anticipation as they were saying it, we were all huddling around with yeah. like our hands tight Clenching with each other. Yeah. Such and a surreal Mrs. moment. Takes off running and we all have to run. It's like this doesn't seem like the right way to do this, but we've got to keep up. So we're excited. Yeah, I was excited. Too. Yeah. Um, so you guys mentioned that there's a chairman toward states, and if you win that, you go to worlds. Are you contenders for that now, even though you already won at districts? Yeah. So um, everybody, you have to win at districts to be able to do chairman. Oh, okay. Wow. And then um, to do it at Worlds, you have to win the states. And if you win at Worlds, then you get inducted at the Chairman's Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think you automatically go to Worlds at least for the next year, maybe a couple. That is correct. Well, that's crazy. So are you guys allowed, you can't make changes to the essay, right? But can you tweak the presentation or do you even want to? Or do you feel like you guys have to I don't think we should tweak the presentation. I feel like our presentation is good and it's like, pretty close to what our time limit is, mm -hmm. but we are allowed to tweak the presentation if we want to. I think just practice it a few more times. I mean, we, we had it down the last last time, just make sure we have it ready for states and yeah. and run with it again, so. Yeah. Yeah, that was a super exciting moment. Is there anything else you wanted to add about chairman's? Overall, I think we're just really excited to go on to states and experience chairman's on a state level, for sure. Yeah. 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 Good luck to you guys. I bet you'll do amazing. Definitely. Yeah. I'm just excited to be in States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't gone to States yet. I know. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you.